somebody was giving out about you to me the other day, actually. In Smock Alley? No, uh, an audience member. Oh, thinking I, I was a heckler again? No, I bumped into uh, a guy I know and he had brought a girl he's seen. I think it was their first date. But she was like, your friend was very, like... Mean. <laughs> harsh about you. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's gas, wasn't it? And she was like, did, like... Did you write that? And I was like, no. <laughs> and uh, she was like, well, I presume he ran it all by you. And I was like, well, I heard it today off. Like, ah, yeah. and, uh, but anyway, she was kind of trying to make it out like, maybe your friend's a bit of a cunt. And I was like, I was standing there in the corner laughing harder than anyone else. And see, no one can see that. Well, it's funny because I based that on an amalgamation of all your friends that I know. So what does that say? I know. I was like, he was, he was kind of playing a character. But it was like generic, generic bitchy gay friend. Yeah. But it was also like always there <laughs> always there for the sesh as well yeah but yeah. mainly always there yeah their intentions unknown but always there yeah i feel like i was really successful until i started hanging out with gay people really yeah now i've been clawing my way up from the sacrificed bottom sacrificed your male privilege yeah yeah <laughs> god it didn't take long for you to be transphobic um <laughs> Welcome to Free Drinks at Layla's, the podcast where I, Layla Beatty, have a drink with a guest and discuss the topic du jour. My guest this week is Donna Fella. Is it Donna Fella that you want me to call you? No. Yeah. Okay. Donna Fella. Well, that one has more Instagram followers. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, Donna Fella, um, drag queen. <laughs> Excuse me. I only get one moniker. <laughs> oh, I, I've thought it was bad that I keep giving people a million monikers. Okay. Well, drag queen. You know me. <laughs> drag queen artist, French speaker. Friend of, um, friend, friend of the pod. Very good friend of mine. And uh, you should Actor, be... Actor, actress. Oh, yeah. You were in and out. Yeah. Thesbian. And lesbian. You should be a model. Oh. Yeah. Model what? Um, model farm? Yeah. So, do you want to hear your topic? Sure. Do you want to go straight into it? Go on, yeah. <laughs> I get so nervous when I'm revealing the topic to people. Um, okay, the topic du jour is... Hit it, Niall. Bullying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I thought we could have a bit of fun with it. <laughs> Is this an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started off being like, somebody was saying you were really mean to me. No, um, I, I, um, have, have you ever been bullied, Liam? Uh, Donna, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the purposes of this, uh, I'm also known as Liam, which is totally fine. Okay. It's not my dead name. Okay. It's living and breathing and breeding. Ooh. Was it really tempting to say my dead name there? No. Do you even know it? I do, yeah. Do you? Yeah. If you're the only one. <laughs> I can't even remember it. Sorry, go on. Have you ever been bullied? Uh, hmm, not really. Like, I got away quite lightly, like, in general. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was quite good at, like, blending in school and navigating my way <laughs> yeah. through without 
getting caught in any awful forays with the mean boys and girls and stuff. Yeah. So in terms of like ongoing bullying, not really to the extent of like other queer people. Yeah. But um Right, I'll yeah. change the topic then. We're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I really I was like, we could talk about it in general, but I really don't know if I could No, um, I wanna I wanna talk about talk it. Talk much about I, it. No, I actually do want to talk about it with you. Um I was the bully. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that was my next question. <laughs> um I um yeah, I didn't imagine you'd been bullied very much. Yeah, like the only thing I can remember I think I copped on quick that like if people are calling you gay, like stop for safety, you know? So Stop. Stop being gay. Oh. Yeah. When you're like a kid, you know? Okay. So I was like, but like, you know, there's a certain thing you can't, you can't avoid it when you're very young. Yeah, of course. Because you're not aware of it. No. And then as you become aware of it, like the first time I remember something happening was, so I used to walk home from my primary school every day mm-hmm. uh, with my neighbor and his brother and whoever else was walking in that direction. And um, it's really hard for me to imagine he was a child. So I've like seen pictures and everything. And little. why? I don't know. Innocent. I just can't imagine what you looked like. I was uh, like what this. You walked like. <laughs> I think I was the same weight, just different height. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, with a with a worse haircut. Mm. Um, but wasn't that pretty much the same? Okay. Um, but yeah, I was like walking home one day and um, a bunch of boys started throwing blackberries at me. Oh no. <laughs> and it stained my Our clothes. Country. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, well, at least it wasn't cow shit. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So that was kind of the first time that I was like, what was that about? Like, you know? And then, they, so that would Was it been... just at you or was it at the whole group? Well, it was at me and my friend, but my friend was also kind of a bit... Gay? Not, well, he's not gay now, but, you know... <laughs> He was in the running. Right. <laughs> At yeah. the time, you know. Yeah, could have gone either way. Okay. Camp, yeah. Mm. Gentle, soft, yeah. delicate. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all I can remember from primary school. But I don't know, I was quite, like, feisty and stuff. So, I used to say I was kind of an accidental bully. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, explain. <laughs> I remember there was one incident in Uh-oh. fifth class. Mm-hmm. And there was this one girl, and God, she got awful flack, like, from all, everyone. You know, there was a bit of slut-shaming going on and all that thing at the time. <laughs> now, I was, I was 10 or 11, okay? okay? So, I know better now. Don't worry, I, I can beat you in these stories. Yeah. Oh, you'll go into me. <laughs> it's mad when you look back and think of all the horrible things you didn't say, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But um, there was this girl, and uh, she had a bit of a name for herself. And <laughs> for kissing, I'm assuming. Ah, yeah, kissing, oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe a bit more, but, like, even at that time, kissing was like you know totally against the church it's a heavy petting yeah okay <laughs> light petting right okay. yeah fair like you would a cat <laughs> you know um so uh on that day in school it was opposite day <laughs> so i thought it'd be really funny if i went up and said oh x you're not a prostitute <laughs> so i got into a lot of trouble for saying that obviously she got very upset but also i think she was even more upset because she didn't know what prostitute meant <laughs> right but I also didn't know what prostitute meant. I just yeah. knew it was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But there, that was a weird phase. I remember calling my granny prostitute as well. But I was quoting Catherine Tate. So I think right. that's okay. Do I was wondering where you got the word thing? from. I was wondering yeah, what the father's head think, or That's where I picked Catherine it up. Or yeah, well, about. it wasn't from experience or from yeah. trade work. Okay, well, I'm glad about that. that age. I, I remember um, that just brought a memory back to me that I haven't thought about in a long time. Um, I remember I found a four-leaf clover. In school, sometimes I'd go off um, 
um, when I was feeling a bit introverted, which, what happened? Like, why don't I do that, get that anymore? But uh, I went, used to go off and look through the clovers in the field and I found a four-leafed one. But now um, I can see that for you. Yeah. You love a bit of kind of whimsical reverie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just yes. want to be with the flowers. You always startle me from my reveries. Um, <clears throat> but... Yeah, so I found this four-leaf clover and I remember running over and this girl kept trying to snatch it from my hands. Um, like, as a little joke or whatever. She's really fucking annoying. She's a guard now, actually. Um, but I know I heard that recently. God, she got her back, didn't uh, she? But uh, anyway, she just kept trying to snatch it from my hands and I kept being like, stop it, her name. And then I just punched her in the face really hard. <laughs> I think it's the only time, well, no, it's not the only time I've ever punched anyone, actually. But um, it was the only time I ever got violent when I was young. Oh, no, I had a few few scraps now, yeah. Really? When I was younger, yeah. Well, as a young child, I was very violent, we'll say. Oh, that sounds really bad. You were a violent child. Yeah, like, I was always scrapping, like, with my cousins. I hated my cousins, you know, and all that kind of shit. And they, mm-hmm. Like, one cousin would come over and, like, we just never got on, so we were always fighting. And I remember we had, you know, those little, like, cameras you get in, like, knock that have, like, the fake pictures in them and you click through them? No. But well, like, well, I decked him with one of those <laughs> one time. Another cousin, I like had CDs like a ninja and I was like slicing him and I cut like across his cheek. Oh my God. But see, I think I just kind of like took things too far. Do you know? Yeah, I can like, see that for you. <laughs> uh, like there was loads of times like that where like I just happened to be like everyone would be doing something then I'd do it and then someone would fucking get hurt. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, go. Didn't know your own strength. Clearly. I didn't know Whitney Houston. I didn't know my own strength. Yeah. yeah very yeah. much that. But uh, my first time punching someone outside of my family. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> was uh, there was one boy in school who I'm grand with now, but when we were younger... Um, we were arch enemies. Okay. Like, he was my nemesis. Do you know? For no yeah. good reason, really, because we were actually more similar than we were different. Right. But I just had it in my head that I hated him. And, um, yeah, there was one day in school and we were like, I don't know, was our school poor or something, but we were like making, do you know, like, remember like Marla or Mala? What was it called? Yeah. Like Mala. Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Mala. Mala. Yeah, but we were doing that with Blue Tack. Oh, ew. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, I do that in work all the time and it, it gives you an awful smell on your hands. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah. Like, But um, this boy that I was fighting, had my rivalry with, he had like a massive lump of blue tack. Okay. And Surely that's more expensive than buying Play-Doh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I stuck on the Maybe tack. this wasn't an assigned task, you see. <laughs> yeah. This could have been just like, you know... Divilment. A kind of subculture of the class. Okay, yeah. But... um. Yeah, he had a big lump of blue tack, which I took a bit from. Mm-hmm. And then he obviously addressed it with me and was like, you took my blue tack. And yeah. I was like, no, I didn't. And he was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, no, I didn't. And I went, whack. And then the teacher. was it. But literally straight after I punched him, the teacher walks in the door with my sister. Because my older sister was in the school as well. So she was coming to like clean the room or something. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that was a bit weird as well. Yeah. Why are the students cleaning the room? Yeah. But yeah, she literally walked in the door and I just remember going like, Liam. And uh, then my mom drove me up to that boy's house to apologise as well. Oh my God, God, I also bullied another (laughs) Wait, hang on. Before we move on, that was really like, I was preparing to be on your side. (laughs) No, no, I was totally wrong. He said, you took my blue tack. You said, no, I didn't. And he said, yes, you did. (laughs) So he punched him. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you escalated a little See, lot. do you see now why I didn't get bullied? Yeah, okay, this? yeah, I'm seeing it. Okay, now but, who, who, tell me about this other girl. <laughs> so this is actually the most severe case <laughs> now. But I will say, at the time, I think she did deserve it. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so this is like first class. I wish I had a Patreon I could put this behind or something. <laughs> this is funny. I was actually thinking about this today. Oh. First of all, anyways, we were in first class or se- second class, I think, which is the same year I punched the boy. So there was a lot going on that year. Okay. But I remember my mom took me to a psychiatrist that year as well because <gasps> I was crying all the time. Yeah, I was a real demon child. You were crying all the time? Yeah, she said she didn't know what to do with me. So she took me to like a, a shrink. Angry crying or sad crying? Oh, she didn't know. I think like, uh, do you know? Do you have any? I don't know. I was probably just fucking looking back. sick of everyone. Yeah. Oh, it's no one on my level. Do you know? How old were you when you first went to a psychiatrist? It's like seven or eight. Oh. But see, I went twice. I was like 14. <laughs> well, I went twice. The first one was for an IQ test, which was recommended by the school. And then I thought the second one was an IQ test, but my mother told me later that it wasn't. Oh, God. She was like, no, no, that was, that was two. Right. <laughs> see what the fuck was wrong with you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they said I was fine. But sure, you know. Street angel, house devil, all That's that kind it, of stuff. Yeah. Well, anyways, this girl arrived in second year, second second class. That's when I arrived at my new school. Okay, I'm on her side already. Yeah. So, oh, you will be on her side for the <laughs> okay. most part. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she was older than us, so she was like three years older than us. But she was in our class because she was Dutch. And <laughs> so you were about to say because she was dumb. I was like Liam. <laughs> no, she was Dutch. And her now. English wasn't great and okay. stuff like that. Right. So the teacher asked me because I was, you know, an overachiever mm-hmm. who would finish all his work early and was like, I was a very good boy in ways, but also a very bad boy. Yes. But uh, she would ask me to like help her, you know. So like when I was finished my work, I would help her with her like homework and stuff. Yeah. But anyways, you know that kind of thing where you're like, is someone rude or are they shy? Yeah. She was rude. Definitely? Yes. Yeah. So like she was just, she would kind of like say snarky things to me and all that when I was doing the help like and Is stuff. Is that not just that part of the world though? They are very blunt. Well, maybe at the time. I mean, I don't have a transcript. Yes. Okay. This is how I felt. Okay. Okay. And you can't tell me then what I feel <laughs> was wrong. Okay. So I didn't really like her. Most of the class didn't really like her. Okay. But I still think it's because she wasn't very nice. Yeah. Okay. But fair enough. So maybe we were all a bit like, who is this, you know, no, yeah. alien? I kind of believe basically. you though. Yeah. Just because they're a new kid doesn't mean they're a nice person. Yeah. And, uh, but it was kind of vicious circle because I guess like it was very hard for her to make friends and then she couldn't really make them. So then she was probably like, fuck all these little kids. Because mm-hmm. we were all eight and she was 11. That's so true. She actually. thought she was going to be going to secondary school and the, they put her back three years. Like the difference between an eight year old and an 11 year old, to be yeah. fair. Like, yeah. Like we're like making her communion and she's like literally about to take a yoke. Yeah. Do you know? And she definitely thought like if I was an 11 year old going into an 8 year old thing I, I would have been oh, a be manipulative little bitch no I would have been like I'm going to be the boss of all these and well, she yeah. probably thought and unfortunately she was paired with you who, yeah. who would not be bossed around by anyone I'm sure I think that tracks right mm-hmm. so that's why she was uh, and I, it was very kind of condescending mean to me right which obviously I didn't like because yeah. I didn't you know I'm like literally going out of my way to help you <laughs> you know in my valuable time here in second class and <laughs> you were abusing it but anyways this went on no one in the class really liked her and at the time I was running a fictitious newspaper <laughs> called the Clareish Times That's okay yeah um which was very successful but it was kind of again it was all very underground so like only a few copies would be made and it would be kind of passed around the class oh wow okay but it was all fictitious okay do you have any copies still 
I have it all. It's oh, all wow. at home. Yeah, it's actually gas. But see, I kind of outsourced then. I kind of lost its essence, you know. Can I visit your house sometime in Galway? Yeah, you should come down for a spin. Mm. Mm. And we go digging through the archives. Meet the you. fellas. Meet the fellas, mama fella <laughs> and papa fella. Um, so I had this newspaper that basically just made up mad shit about like Mary McAleese and like... <laughs> <laughs> There was like this like wacky professor who was like, and it was all about, we'd make new potions and, but it was actually, there was a whole fictitious universe going on. Like it was very detailed and like there was absolute storylines and all that kind of thing. It actually didn't delve much into the real world, but it took real world characters and put them in this fictitious (laughs) universe. So the likes of Mary McAleese, who was president at the time, would be getting caught up in all these kind of, you know, what's it called? (laughs) What? Escapades. Right. Into uh, different Fantasy things. Escapades, like she'd be so. getting kidnapped by this oh, amazing. Know, thing. Yeah. Anyways, you got the gist of it. Hmm. But uh, I decided, because this girl was really annoying to me and bitchy, that I would, because I had like power that I didn't know. Yeah. Because I had, I owned the media in the room. <laughs> so I had like. Did you have a pen name? No, it was just me. No, it was just you. You know, um, but I was editor in chief. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then it was funny because I, see, again, I became editor in chief and then one girl kind of took over the writing. Um, <laughs> so I kind of let her off, but I got all the credit. <laughs> of course. But, um, and then I had people working in advertising. I did, like, it was all divvied out. Yeah. So I had about 10 people in the class working for me for the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we should all meet up at break. And discuss how we're going to like deal with the new girl. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I know it's really uh, okay. So I was like, yeah, we should all meet up and not that we were gonna do anything, but I think we all just wanted to bitch about her. But um this was in second class. So obviously the teachers found out. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because you know, all these little heads running around interacting with you, they forget that God's watching. Yes. Um, so yeah, we're got back and then what happened then? Oh, she was very upset about it, uh, naturally. And um, so I, a bitch, a, a bitching session that you were chairperson of. Yeah, basically. And then we kind of like made fantastical plots about like how we were going to like, you know, slander her and tear her down with the, the media. And, and how did it get back to her? Well, you know, it's, it's a small town, this school, you know, there's only like 200 people. So okay. You see Probably 10, saboteurs from other publications. Find a prefab. You're going to go, what the fuck is going on here? Why are I'm these eight-year-olds all congregating okay, okay. and scheming? Um, so yeah, I remember her mother came in and was very, te- not tearful, but very kind of like, you need to leave her alone. And I was like, okay. To you, directly. Oh, but then. Oh, I think that's so wrong to talk to a child directly. Anyway. But then, uh, so I was like, at this stage, I kind of was like, I haven't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Because in my head, like, I didn't hit her. So like, I haven't done anything wrong. (laughs) And she saw me to me. But uh, then after school, one day her dad came up to me and like grabbed me and was like, no. And all this kind of stuff. So then I had to go home and tell my mom, who was fuming, obviously. And then she had to get in the car again and drive me to another house <laughs> to apologize to the child. Drive you to another psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what prompted the psychiatrist. Um, Was your mom fuming with the man? Oh, fuming. Yeah, of course. My mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. My son <laughs> being touched by a grown man. Attacked, she said. Attacked. And I was like, I was attacked. Yeah. Telling all the girls in school, like, I was attacked. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sure back. you loved it, but it is scary for, like, a child that's not Oh, my God, you. it was terrifying. Yeah. Do you know? But I didn't know what he was going to do. 
Because, you know, if a grow, the only person growing up that gets mad at you usually is your parent. It's your parent, yeah. yeah. So when someone else is, you're like, oh my yeah. God, what's their discipline procedure? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that was most of my bullying. Okay. Um, There was a similar incident in secondary school where I basically hid a girl's bag. Um, Because I thought it would be nicer than throwing it in the bin, which was a suggestion of my friend. Okay. And I was like, no, that's really mean. I was like, just hide it. Because like, the bin is icky, you know? Yeah, no, fair. So I hid it, but I didn't realize it was her last day because <gasps> she was leaving because she was having such a bad time. Oh. Yeah. And then I had a teacher that like chased me for like two months trying to have a chat with me about the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. But that was it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my God, that felt like confession. Mm. No, well done. Well done. You handled that I'm well. being very honest here though. Yeah. No, you know? I, I appreciate it and I'm going to do it too. It's hard being a precocious child. Mm. and well my experience I would be yeah that I would just get carried away in the moment and kids are fucking mean and a lot of the kids love when someone else does their meanness for them so I was always egged on Mm. there were always about five people behind me really enjoying the fact oh big time that I was being mean to people Mm. there was one girl who I came up with a code for whenever she was annoying us, where we would we would talk about um, like oh the label on my jumper is really itching is really itchy oh no and stuff like that and the Secret others would be language. like my label is so annoying yeah oh no that's and awful. stuff like that I know awful and we did that for a long I don't think she ever found out about that though oh you're she just thought, of things that she just I thought did. we were we were awful yeah. <laughs> um, we had awful uncomfortable clothes um, <laughs> well that's good I would hope that she doesn't because if you found that out that is like yeah I'm sorry if you're listening um, no I'm just kidding because she God love her anyway um. Again, I'm really not proud of this. This is all very upsetting to remember, but I was a child. Um, the other thing is, yeah, I had a similar thing where I mocked somebody at a party who wasn't there. I mocked, and I loved this girl. I was really friendly with her, mm. but I, I mocked something about her and then <clears throat> everyone was laughing. And then I got ca- very excited that people were laughing at what I was saying. Mm. And then I started mocking, like, her appearance and her teeth and stuff. Anyway, that got back to her, obviously. And then her mother pulled me aside after school. Like, literally held me by my arm. Which, like, I understand as well. It must be horrible when you're finding out your child is upset about something someone's saying about them and everything like that. But, like, not appropriate. Like, go to go yeah. to that child's mother. You know, like, don't... Like, let my mom pick me up by the shoulder and give out to me and give Drop me a wallop. You. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. kind of shite, you know. But, yeah. And then, I don't think I can really talk about what I was like in secondary school because yeah. I, I want um, people to still listen to this podcast. Yeah, I feel like this was a bad note. <laughs> Let's talk about the meanest things you've ever done. <laughs> Let's talk about bullying and straight away we both talk about us <laughs> being bullies. Not, not what you'd Ooh. expect from a topic like this. I was severely bullied in secondary school. But like again, I was never really bullied in a sustained way because I always found ways to put a stop to it. Yeah. Do That's you feel like that gave you a right to be a bully back? Even if it no, wasn't not the at same all. People. Because when I was, I mean, bully, the nature of bullying is that you're punching down. So like I wasn't, mm. I was having people say do horrible stuff to me and then I was turning around and doing it to people who didn't deserve it like do you know what I mean yeah um yeah the best advice I ever got was to just ride it 
right like i know because it's really hard to go to the principal and be like they said this and then the principal will be like oh whereas like my, um, um a teacher told me write like spend like a month and just write like every t- single thing that the student says to you yeah and then go with this fucking list of like the date and time or whatever and oh i remember one time it was so satisfying like literally oh, this imagine. person was trying to wriggle out of everything and I, I had every single receipt like i was literally there with my glasses on like little <laughs> the accountant little, yeah <laughs> a little diary being like on this date you said this i wasn't really gonna say his name but i won't um when did you become nice? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm still getting there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're nice. I don't know. I, I, when I, did you realize other people had feelings? I don't know. My empathy didn't grow until a very late stage, I feel like. Hmm. I know. I think I was always aware of other people's feelings, but I wasn't aware of the fact that they weren't aware that mine were more important. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Do you know? Mm-hmm. So... I think I, yeah, I'm very empathetic now. Um, what, was I empathetic when I was younger? I think so. Really? But then again... Can you know. be empathetic when you're younger? Actually, no, now that I think about it. Um, I remember not crying for funerals and stuff, like when my granddad died. I just yeah. didn't get what they were all crying about. But I was Fair. like, it was eight, it was that year. I'm telling you, that oh year. Oh, God. It was a rough year, second class. Yeah. <laughs> she was a cold, hard bitch. Thank God you went to a psychiatrist. I think they secretly drugged you or something. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of being nice, like, I don't know, like at home, I was always like, I was always scrapping with my sister, always scrapping with mom. Never really scrapped with dad because dad's very like passive anyway, so you couldn't really scrap with him. Yeah. Know? And yeah, me and my sister scrapped until we were like, teenagers yeah and then me and my man still scrap a bit but not as much as we used to do you know that kind of way yeah yeah i had a fight with my mom today mm. um but we don't nearly do it as much as we used to and we get over it very quick nowadays yeah Whereas, like it's not worth the hassle oh when me and my mom used to fight like and living in the same house like it would go on for weeks oh, yeah. where we wouldn't speak to each other like um same with my sisters both my sisters yeah and then like i mean my dad didn't live with us so like it was quite pleasant going over to his house because usually I'd be fine with my mom and then yeah could escape that and just chill with with dad for a while yeah and just be like oh my gosh she's so mean to me yeah and like I literally did nothing <laughs> and then my dad would be like he'd, he'd give you a stern talking to you but then you'd be fine after that you know mm. which is like a much easier way of doing it doing it but there were just a lot of hormones in my house I think mm. yeah fair a lot of them mm. yeah my mom was always on the rag you know when she <laughs> <laughs> Don't edit that out, Niall. I want her to hear that and laugh. <laughs> you need it, Mom. Um, Do you think you're nice now? Yes. <laughs> I think I'm so nice. I think you are too, yeah. Um, I think even since I've met you, you're nicer. Nicer. Not that you were mean, but I do think you're kind of, yeah. I think I've, I'm always softening. <clears throat> softening, yes, yeah. Why? What was I like when you first met me? Um, I don't know. I think you'd be more like agitated by things you're less agitated by things now <laughs> so you know you kind of you can stand up for yourself without necessarily being like fuming about it like yeah you know, you're just like oh i just like addressed it and did it and say don't do that you know that kind of thing yeah i gotcha yeah i feel like my life has just been a constant softening um yeah but also we met during covid and that was like very no we didn't no one was allowed to meet during covid what are you talking about oh yeah sorry if i met a new person during on COVID, zoom silly. it was in a chat room um <laughs> yeah 
Is this um, my birthday party that you invited yourself to? I didn't invite myself to. You fully it. did. No, I just wasn't invited and I went. But I didn't invite myself. I knew I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, your housemates invited me. And they kept saying... My housemate. No, Adam did too. All right. And they kept oh, she saying... She does have the receipts. And they kept saying... Um, you're lovely. And when people tell me that, I'm like, oh, oh I God, hate it. I hate that for shit. Or when people say like the two of you are going to get on like House of oh. Fire or like you're so similar and then you meet them, you're like, we're completely different. It makes me very on edge. Yeah. Um, At the beginning, because I feel like, yeah, we're being forced in. And then I'm like, I, I hate being told what to think about somebody. It's Ugh. like a hookup or not yeah. a hookup, but a blind date. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it was like. Mm. Um, But I did actually like you when I first met you. Yeah, I liked you too. I remember. <laughs> um, I always thought we'd end up together And then you turned gay Turned? Yeah Were you not bi when I first met you? Oh my god Are you for real? Yeah In what sense? Oh, I don't know We used to kiss all the time <laughs> <laughs> We probably kissed more then, yeah mm. But that was COVID <laughs> I remember that time. house I remember that house party we were at where I fell down the stairs and um, we were kissing oh in the sitting God, room the for like... Pride. Yeah, yeah. That was Pride. On the keys, that big house. Yeah. And we were kissing in the sitting room for like 20 minutes. We were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but that was because, uh, yeah, when I get really drunk, I can't get up. <laughs> that, really, that sounds get like you take it. No, that sounds like you were taking advantage of me. No, but I was just like <laughs> sitting comfortably and then you sat beside me and then and then we just started kissing. But like I was sitting there for ages and people just kept coming and chatting to me and like, oh, I was so drunk. I just couldn't concentrate on what they were saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that night we went to another party after that and I turned around and said to the owners of the house, um, Every everything I see, I see two of it, and they were like, "Okay, no more drinks for you." Anyway, bullying. <laughs> well, there was this rumor when I started college that I was I had announced myself as bisexual, but I hadn't actually said that. I just didn't come out immediately because my whole plan was like, "I'm going to go to college and like, you know, just be the fierce, fabulous Steva." Right. See before you today. Yeah. But um, I kind of got there, and I remember meeting like my housemates and stuff and um there was a girl there who I was like the first person I like latched onto and we were both doing music and we were like yay we're gonna be best friends okay and um she turned around and she's like and do you hear they call it like gay nudes and like everyone was like yeah like what's that about and I was like oh god gay nudes gay nudes yeah because I was in my nudes and um do they call it that yeah because so the two largest uh, populations in my are the priesthood and the gays Really? There are a lot of gays in Maynooth? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Why wouldn't they come into town? Well, I think for like more parochial and provincial gays who might right. be allowed to go to Dublin. Okay. You know, because you couldn't be going up to the big city now. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. <laughs> so they go to Maynooth. But um, there was loads of gays in Maynooth. Yeah. Loads of straights as well, obviously. obviously. They're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, imagine a gay college, a gay university. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Can we arrange that? Well, NCAD. Mm, true. <laughs> you could have a little um, trans course. Yeah. Um, and there we could start our um, gang wars that we want to arrange. Yeah. Between all the gays <laughs> and the all the L's, the B's, the G's and the T's. You're not allowed to bring up the gangs. When I said that earlier, you and Annie just shut me down straight away. <laughs> 
I said we should start an LGBT gang. I thought that was a cute idea. Well, we've already established that we're fantastic bullies, so I think we'd be great <laughs> gang members. <laughs> we'd be great drug lords and gang, gang, <clears throat> gang, gang bangers. Yeah, there's, where's that country where they have all the trans um, gangs of ketamine dealers or something? Thailand or somewhere? <laughs> no. It's like, I think it's in America. Anyway, when I said country, I meant area. <laughs> trans gang of ketamine dealers. <clears throat> It's like... Is this a Netflix docuseries? There's like a few movies about them. It's not just like trans gang, but like there'd be like LGBT gangs and stuff because they realised that the only way to... The police didn't care about them. The only way to like prevent themselves from getting bashed by gangs was to start a gang of their own. Okay. And they can't beat them. Join them and beat them. They'd like... Yeah, they'd have like weapons and stuff and obviously they'd strengthen numbers and all that kind of stuff and they'd be scary and be left alone. Hmm. Um... And in another world, that, that's, that is me and you. Yeah, that could have been handy in Maynooth. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maynooth was actually grand. I mean, I think, well, obviously, I think most colleges are grand. I hated Maynooth. <clears throat> when you lived there, I used to hate it's going out there. It's such a trek. Oh, it's I so was, churchy. I was coming back from EP the last day and I got off the bus with Naomi Diamond. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Naomi. She doesn't listen, I don't think. I know, she doesn't. <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> she might listen to this one, one. yeah. yeah. Um, but we got off the bus and we were like, you know, after EP, like fucking wrecked. And then I was like, imagine now, Naomi, if we had to get on the bus to Maynooth. And she was like, oh my God. Oh, I forgot she lived there as well. Yeah. Yeah, she lived there. Funnily enough, the House of Wig have only lived, we've all lived together, but never all at once. Yeah. Because I lived with Shaq for like, I lived with Shaq for like two years. Then she moved out, Naomi moved in, lived with her for like three months, maybe. But we never saw each other, really. Oh, I, you were overlapped in that house, were you? Yeah, me and Naomi, yeah. Oh. But very briefly. Okay. And then um, now Naomi and Shaq live together. Yeah. Mad. And someday I will interview all three of you together when I figure out how to do four mics. Oh my God, yeah. Well, we'll need a bigger a bigger, <clears throat> a bigger have, boat. I have a big one. Oh, um, do you? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. It's, too, it's just too easy. It's too easy, babe. Um, do you know what I just remembered? Well... <laughs> Do you remember that job you had where you weren't, you were, it was you were working remotely during COVID and you weren't clocking on until like half 11 and they didn't realise for ages. Oh yeah, And then the boss. day that he realised. Yeah. We can edit this out by the way if you don't. No, it's fine. I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and, he, and you completely gaslit him. You were like, what? Yeah. And he was like, there's literal record of this. Like, <laughs> you know, well, that was the stupid job because basically we were, it was nine hours in the working day. <laughs> Yeah. And we had a time target on the system of six hours and 40 minutes. Okay. So I don't know if you know what I know, but that to me sounds like we get two hours and 20 minutes off every day. Uh-huh. Which and you I... took those in the morning. I took them in the morning. Okay. If I want to take my lunch at nine in the morning. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I think it's totally within my right. Yeah. Also, I'm at home, bitch. Like... Yeah, yeah. So that's what I used to do. I used to log in at nine, go back to bed, not start work till like half eleven. Yeah. Which was great. But were you making your targets and all? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I remember that discussion at the beginning. I was like, well, as long as you're hitting your marks. Yeah. I remember my the same guy or my other boss was like, yeah, your productivity is very low at the start of the day and extremely high at the end of the day. Yeah. And I was like, it's just the way I work. Like, you know, I just like to take my time in the morning. But then I kind of changed it up. So I do like one every so often in the morning. What mm-hmm. I used to do is I do one go to sleep for 10 minutes, get up, do another one, go to sleep for 10 minutes. <laughs> Isn't that such a like stupid way to be going on? Yeah, no, that's... Like, that's not restful. No, it's not. It's not. That's literally just being a Torture. bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
I, but like, I feel like I'm like that even in an office. I go, I'm just a bit slower in the morning. And literally when I, when, oh, I, yeah. when it's an early lunch or whatever, and I've had like my fifth cup of coffee, then I start flying through it. But we're night owls, you know? Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. It just takes me ages to wake up. It was the same in school. Like my best classes would be like midday ones. Yeah. Like I'd always be in good form in school. Like I never wanted to come in and be like, oh, you know, I'd always come in and be like very perky poly first thing in the morning but I'd always be wrecked like yeah. getting to school was like the hardest thing ever oh god getting up in the morning god I love my mother mm. um I remember the woman who ran the canteen at the end of the day when the coffee pot was being thrown out she used to come and just put it in my cup for me for free <laughs> Dump um, you up. literally she knew I needed it but sure I wasn't eating or anything so like I really <laughs> needed the energy <laughs> yeah you needed something <laughs> she was looking at me being like you are not gonna survive <laughs> wilting in the wind I bumped into her recently and she was like, I love, I loved you in um, school because you didn't give a shit. You just carried your handbags and you didn't care Mm. what anyone said or whatever. And I was like, and I loved you because you used to give me free coffee. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Little humble brag. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Do you feel like you've encountered? Well, yeah, like that. I think when you get older, bullying is more insidious, you know, it's not as obvious um, because... I don't know, we're kind of more used to people being rude and mean and stuff. That's true. So what exactly qualifies as bullying, you know? Also, you're less forced to be with people that you don't necessarily want to be with. Yeah. So like in school, you you can be bullied by your best friend, but like, you know, you wouldn't even really know you're being bullied. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they're like treating me like shit the whole Mm -hmm. time. Which can still happen when you're older. Yeah, of course. Um, Workplaces, I suppose, are the main place you'd get bullied as an older person yeah like in terms of like bullying like oof, i've definitely had like a target on my back mm. probably for just reasons mm-hmm. you know yes <laughs> yeah i remember in my my last uh, job before the job where i didn't work until half 11 in the day um i used to work in a burger restaurant with oh, shakira yeah. knightley mm-hmm. in maynooth and um we used to run that place and we had that fucking place in order. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Put two gays in charge. They will fucking run that place. Yeah. Do you know? Okay. Any toppings? <laughs> um, no, we used to have staff meetings, which were a bit lengthy. <laughs> okay. I will say. And we did discuss extraneous material. You t- you and Shaq? Yes, of course. Okay, shocker. That's, that's where Wig was born. <laughs> you you uh, took the floor. At these things, is that what you're saying? No, we'd have private staff meetings, management meetings. Right. Yes, because okay. she was the weekday manager and I was the weekend manager. Right. So we'd be like, guys, <laughs> we're just going down to the basement. We have to talk big management stuff. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. So we go down, we would do like the orders for like the restaurant, which would take like five minutes. And then yeah. we'd be like, right, drag, right, what are we doing? So we plotted like all of Wig was born from that burger restaurant. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyways, then Shaq left and then uh, they brought in a new manager who was like... Related to them or something? I think he was like the owner's sister's boyfriend. Oh, okay. Now he was a bit of a swat. Okay. Um, and he didn't like my... The cut of your jib. Approach to work, approach to management, approach okay. to customer care. Okay. Like he was very like fake. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Not that I was like, I'm not like, I'm just the real. Like I just told him like it is. Like, I didn't do that either. I was always very, very nice to everyone. Okay. But I believed in, you know, positive uh, culture. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Whistle while you motherfucking work. Yeah. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, he wasn't a big fan of that. 
Oh, so God. He was always at me. And I also believed in, you know, the right to a 15 minute smoke break. Definitely. You know. Yeah. This is what we're fighting for. People have died for this. Yes. Do you know? Uh, so, yeah. And I also believed in being late. <laughs> so, yeah. there was a few things, but like, he just didn't like me. I didn't really like him. Also, he was very like, he'd try and do things and I'd be like, that's not how he did it. And he would refuse to like, let listen, me show him. Listen to a person. The, how too. we were doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you just have to come up with some bullshitty fucking arseways way of doing it. Yeah. We love cursing this. <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of men like that in workplaces. Yeah, yeah, very um, Napoleon syndrome. Mm. But, uh, Was yeah. he small? Smaller than me. Okay. Not to say shame, small, not shame, but he probably people. was annoyed that I was taller than him. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rather transparent, wouldn't you say? <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was like giving me warnings left, right and centre. So I had to get the hell out of Dodge. So I, we had a big in- incident where I like, my granny died and I had to go home to Galway. And when I came back up, he like put me in. He wouldn't let me go home early or something. Yeah. Even though I'd been in all day. I should have been the first to go home. And he was like, no, you stay on and clean up. And I was like, what? And even the girl was like, no, like I'll go home. He was like, no, you go home and Liam can stay. Oh. And then I was like, well, and then I got into a big scrap with him. And then I like did the books or whatever. And I was like, I'm leaving. Consider this my final shift. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah. everyone should quit a job. Yeah. Literally, even if you're just going to leave, if you're going to hand in notice, quit. Mm. Oh, my pussy. Like <laughs> going like, yeah, the till's down 20 euro. And also this is my last shift. <laughs> do you know like, yeah oh. no I love that I would have liked to see it mm. yeah have you ever quit a job I've never really had a job <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to have one to quit one. <laughs> I've had a job for about three months <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no oh. I've never quit a job um, I've quit everything else in my life um, I yeah I do encounter bullyish kind of people sometimes but obviously I'm very good at Giving out to them. Yeah, like, say if you met someone who has a disdainful aura. Yeah. And someone who's a bit of an eggy and a bit of a, like, you know. If you saw someone being really mean to their friend, but you have nothing to do with them, would you say it? Like, <laughs> Depends how close I was to the situation. Like, if I... You're not if, close if, at all? No. You're out, you're out in a club. You're no. In, you're in Mother, you're in the smoking area. No. You see someone being mean to their friend. Do no, you, no. Do you approach, do you get involved? No. But if we were like at, at an afters and I could see it being so a constant. So you believe in protecting. <laughs> <laughs> protecting. If I could see it being a constant pattern, I'd be like, what is your problem? Mm. That would annoy me. But no, I don't really get involved in other people's businesses. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, I, I did once actually. Did you? Uh, there was someone on the night linked back to Maynooth who was um, being really mean to their friend. And mm-hmm. I was like, stop speaking to her like that. And he was like, oh, shut up, Liam. And I was like, oh, wow, you know my name. Even though I knew his name as well. I think he was just being drunk and being a bit of a bitchy little, like, whinge. Yeah. You know? We've all done it. Well, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have I ever bullied you? Have you ever felt bullied by me? Have you ever felt personally victimized by me? No. I think I like to pretend like I'm I'm very beaten down by you sometimes for, for people's effect. Yeah. Well, I think that's just but funny. We I think we enjoy the the drama of um attacking each other. Yeah. 
I, I don't really feel like I attack you that much, though. We're I feel not like, attacking, but I feel like, like you do it to me. Reading. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. There are definitely situations where I feel like, oh, if I was a different kind of person, I'd be getting bullied by this person right now. Hmm. Yeah. The, the housing was a huge one. They tried so hard to... Sorry for... Listeners, I had a really bad um, tenancy situation that I, I ended up going to court over and everything. But uh, yeah. I, like, they tried everything in their power to bully me. Like, I and just wanted her to wash a place. dish. I mean, is it that hard? <laughs> no, it wasn't that petty. <laughs> um, but, like, I just wasn't having it. Yeah. But, you, I, but I mean, you kind of have to learn how to stand up to people who bully, though, as well. Because, like, that was obviously... Well, you Something get I had in, experience with. Yeah, you get embattled by all that, but like in a good way. I mean, you, you can see it straight on now. And that's yeah. all part of growing up too is... I used to tell people to cop the fuck on in paths all the time. But like, you'd have to. Yeah. I'd be like, you're around vulnerable people. You're yeah. around... Like, somebody had to do it. Somebody had to take control sometimes. I remember one time... <laughs> I, like, I shouldn't say to... this, but you sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave out to this man one time... And for, on behalf of this woman, much older woman, much older man, but I gave out to him in language. He, he was touching her inappropriately all the time. Right. Yeah. And I gave out to him in language that I could use, but that I felt like she wasn't really equipped to use just because of a generational right. thing. You know, yeah. like, we're, we're very good at calling people out and stuff like that. Like yeah. Hey. And I put it to him. And then she said at the end, yeah, the fucking stay to you. You should be on your knees praying for a happy death. <laughs> oh, <was> like, <laughs> Jeez, you unleashed the beast. I was like, oh, oh well, I don't endorse that now because we are in, in a psych hospital and I, I don't want you to be thinking about death. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think we'll ever reach a stage where bullying won't be a thing? No. No, no. Mm. Mm. Like, I think kids are still being bullied for being gay and stuff. Oh, definitely. So. I think kids are always going to be fuckers, though. Mm. Like... The thing that I would worry about with children, I remember I had someone ask me for advice years ago about their trans child, the time when I was very young myself and didn't really know what to say, but the only advice I about, I mean, get them getting bullied in school. Mm. And I was like, I obviously have no experience with this. I didn't transition in school, so I didn't have nearly as much hardship as this child anyway my advice for her was like the mother was like well just make a home a really nice place for her like I was like don't advise her to change herself or like act like she's there's a reason that she's getting bullied or whatever I think a lot of parents do that like do you know That's they a very kind solid of thing yeah they kind say. of advise nearly like yeah. like oh well maybe you wouldn't get bullied as much if you did this or whatever and I think that's so yeah, the wrong thing to do like on them, yeah. yeah it's like no, you're their parent. Like, you should you should say, oh, well, no one should be bullying you. And, like, I think if you're kinder to the person getting bullied, or, like, if you say to them, like, this is a shit situation and it's wrong, but, like, yeah, just it's wrong. Like, and they'll stop there, then they'll probably feel a lot better than if you're... Yeah, I think, like, as a child, you can really smell embarrassment off your parents. yeah. And like, even you though you, you don't really know what it is, yeah. But like, you know, like that, <clears throat> you can come in and say, "Oh, someone called me, you know, a faggot or something," and um, 
well, you'd probably just be like, oh, they were mean to me. You know, yeah. but there's there's a bit of kind of batting down and going like, don't do that. Yeah. Or don't do like, you know, don't do that song in the talent show or whatever. It yeah, is. yeah, 100%. What are people going to think, Liam? Yeah. That was what I did get a lot of that when I was younger, which did reinforce things. But like. Yeah, I got that hugely too. My parents didn't like, you know, they didn't know any better. Also, That's like, it. Like, I know, don't, I don't hold a grudge for that kind of stuff or whatever. Like, but I just would hope that like, you know, I would hope that there would be a lot less of that in the future of like shaming. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I hope that it's getting better where we're recognizing that like that, you know, there's nothing wrong with a lot of things that we used to see were wrong and stuff like that. So even though I think bullying will always happen, like I, I hope that teachers and parents and all those rest are much better at being like, yeah, just not putting the blame on the victim. Yeah. Yeah. I think that too. And like, again, the kind of, the reaction to it is very important, I think. Because, you know, they always say, like, don't give them a reaction and stuff. Which isn't healthy. No. But I do think if you can reach a place of, not indifference, but where you can go, like, what are you, what are you on about? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I Even with my, with my family and stuff, there was a, a time recently where someone had said something to my mother about me being a disgrace to the family really yes yeah and um she was obviously you know furious like of course but she was like how dare someone say uh, but she her reaction was more coming from a place of shame yeah and i kind of pointed that out to her mm-hmm. and i was like i was like you shouldn't be angry about people you shouldn't be upset about people thinking that because people are thinking that anyways yeah someone just said it yeah yeah. So I was like, what you should really be going is like, what are you on about? Like, do you know? Yeah, you shouldn't be like ashamed because you're kind of perpetuating the shame. Yeah. So I basically was just trying to tell her, like, I was basically saying, I actually don't really care that someone said that. Yeah. Because it literally makes no difference to my life. The fact that you care so much. Yeah. And she it was like, well, I don't want people saying that, that about you. you. Yeah. And yeah. she'd say, like, you know, well, I don't want people saying that about you. And I'm like, but you can't stop people saying that about me. So you just have to not care. A hundred percent. Do you know? And then that's, but that's more reassuring. Not that like you shouldn't care about what people are saying about your child. But, you know, again, not like perpetuating things by going, well, like, you know. Yeah. Well, I remember there was an incident one time where I, with a family member was saying, I found out that a certain family member had been you know had had thoughts about my transition Mm. and when I found it out I asked another family member why didn't you tell me that they were saying this because I'd I'd seen this family member a few times since and I was like Mm. I wish I'd known that they were saying well like I just thought it was really upsetting for you to hear it this is a bit different from what the thing with your mom but yeah they were like I just thought it was a bit upsetting for you to hear it and I was like but you not telling me is makes me feel like they're right in a way. Yeah. It makes me feel like I have something to be embarrassed about or whatever. Yeah. Whereas like it's like you're hiding the like Yeah, but I also felt way less something. empowered with it like because I'm like oh if I had all the information and knew that this person had certain thoughts about me I wouldn't have been nice to them. <laughs> like I would have just yeah. kind of avoided them. But then you feel like things. a bit of a dope. I do well, feel like, like a dope when yeah. I find that out that it's been that's like you know when you hear the track of someone's tongue about you. Yeah. Um yeah, that was a different situation, really. But um, <laughs> but there is a point there, you know, as well. Like, I hate... Um, you can't protect people from yeah. what, what is being said about them. But especially when you get to a point where you really don't need to be protected. No. 
exactly. you know? Yeah. Like, you're kind of like, I'd rather know what people are saying about me and um, know not to uh, engage them in that way yeah. anymore because we're, clearly we have massive differences, mm-hmm. you know? I was talking to um, my housemate, Annie Queries, earlier mm-hmm. about um, Roisin Murphy. Yeah. And kind of, obviously, a lot of people are upset. Yeah. And obviously, it was a very shoddy apology, if you could even call it that. Yeah. But not to get into it too much, but I will say that... <laughs> I, have a, I have a prepared statement. We can oh, you've been it. waiting for this. No, I'm joking. You? I'm joking. <laughs> um... But uh, I was like, well, do you know what? I'm glad that she has gone. Actually, no, this is how I feel about it. And I'm sticking by it and all that. Because now I know that I'm not going to bother with her. Yeah. Whereas if she had come out and been like, oh, my God, no. I was only kidding. Like, I was so drunk. Yeah. Then everyone would have gone, oh, thank God. Oh, my God. No, she, sorry, guys. True. She got it so wrong. True. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Because everyone would have been gagging to, like get back on the train Forever, yeah but i just think it's much better that she kind of drew her own line in the sand oh uh, i was so relieved i was so worried i don't know if you remember me putting up instagram stories and stuff that like there wasn't going to be any follow-up that it was just going to be a forgotten thing mm. oh roisin murphy made that comment and some of us would talk about it a few months down the line and people would be saying yeah. well, actually, i didn't know that and everything i was really glad that she finally came out with a statement because i was terrified that it would just become a thing where like two years down the line i'd see friends at a roisin murphy concert or whatever yeah, and be like, like do you not remember yeah, but, the, but you wouldn't remember unless if she didn't so definitively. So I completely understand what you mean by that. Yeah, do you know? Because when she I said it so initially... put herself into a box, like... Annie was like, what, you're happy she said it? And I was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, now I can go, I knew you were that girl. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I kind of, not that I knew she was that girl, but I didn't get the whole Roshi Murphy thing. To oh, honest. thank God. No, neither did and I. And also... Were we out the day in gay school when they said that everyone has to love Roisin Murphy? Because I feel like I just never came across her. No. And then when I became gay, everyone was like, what? Roisin Murphy? You don't listen to Roisin Murphy? I had a song by her on my, saved on my music app. I use Amazon Music. It's so embarrassing. Amazon but, uh, Music. Yeah. Leila. I bought an Alexa and it was like six months free Amazon Music. Amazon. And then I started using it with my Alexa. And then by that time I had all my library on it. And it was just, it'd be too cumbersome to transfer to Spotify. Well, I did a whole app. I was big up the Apple Music for a long time. Because I thought Spotify was like sellouts. I was like, I'm a curator of music. Now, everyone's a DJ. Everyone's a curator. Oh, let's type in 80s pop. Oh, look at this amazing playlist I have. Yeah. I used to make those playlists. <laughs> Anyways, besides the point, Roisin Murphy on your Amazon music. <laughs> Sorry. She, yeah, I had this song by her. Or I like Amazon music. I'm going to, I'm going to look up this song after I say this because I'm starting to think it might be a different artist. Anyway, I remember <laughs> it was saved on my phone by somebody who, who obviously was using my, my music as a free drinks or whatever. And I used to, I used to come across it and I'd listen to it for two seconds and I'd be like, ow, this hurts my ears. Yeah. See that it's. This was, uh, I'm not going to out Annie now, but actually I can out Annie because, you know, Roshi Murphy is cancelled. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Uh, even though I don't like that whole way of going Oh, on. it is her. It but is her. like That song is, sorry, I just looked Oh, up. it is? Yeah. But um, we... It's Ramalama Bang Bang and it's a shit song. I'm sorry. It sounds like shit. Ouch. On my ears. Okay, go on. So I think what Layla is trying to say is that <laughs> Roshi Murphy can be quite inaccessible. Hmm. In turn, sonically, mm-hmm. that's how I would describe her. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't really get it. And I remember I went to Body and Soul, yeah, 
and <clears throat> um, she was on the stage and like I couldn't have given her rat's arse like yeah. you know um, I kind of when she was doing sing it back and all that I was yeah. kind of a bit like into it yeah. but I was mainly just going to the toilet and drinking you know was that her? bring it back Sing it back. That was like her breakout sing hit with Maloko. Sing it back. Man. But was that her on her own or in a band? So she was in like a two piece called Maloko. Oh. But interestingly enough, the version we know is not the Roshi Murphy version or the Maloko version. It's a remix. Oh. That took off. So she actually had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Someone okay. took what she said and just made it better, <laughs> which I feel like people should do a bit more of now. Yes. 100%. <laughs> But um, sorry, were you going to say Annie's a fan? No, it's just we were both very like, what is the crack with everyone being in love with Rosie Murphy? Oh, oh, she was also like that. Oh, and then after the three of us, not I know. Rosie Murphy. See, we knew, yeah. we knew. Yeah. I can always smell a rat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I will say after that, later on in the morning, you know when my mindset might have been a bit more altered. I did listen to some Roshan Murphy and I did enjoy it. I'm sorry. But I never listened to it since, but I think it was just, you know, whatever wonderful cocktail I was on was... Later in the morning. Nice. Yeah, it was a festival. Oh, at the festival. Sorry. Yes, yeah. I thought you meant like the day she made her statement. I was like, why did you decide <laughs> oh God, to listen no. to her that day? At body and soul, at body and soul. <laughs> right, right. But right. I never listened again, I swear. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I'm kind of I mean, there's now. still people who proudly tell me about them loving Harry Potter so you know you can't uh, you can't um, See, worry about that too much I feel like Harry Potter was such a massive part of oh, people's blah, blah. lives separate the art from the artist oh. no but I do think it is harder for people to like cut it off but what I will say as someone who was a big Harry Potter fan is that naturally do you know it's not as if I had to do a whole art from the artist thing. I just really lost interest in the whole thing after what she said. Because you're not five. Whereas, like, you know, if it was like... It's not even that good. But Anyway. Like, <laughs> but, like, if it was someone else, do you know, if someone I really, really, really... I, I think it just said a lot about yeah. the actual state of the I art. actually... When people tell me about Harry Potter or whatever, I'm like, okay, yeah, but just pirate it. Like, you know when it came on Netflix and everyone started watching and the it on game. Netflix? And, like, I'm like, just pirate it uh, there's a certain artist I like who's been cancelled and I listen to their music who? no I'm not saying who is it? No. Roshi Murphy it is uh, no. <laughs> um, Chris Brown no I'm just kidding imagine um, I do know someone who does listen anyway. to a lot of Chris Brown um, but I won't say okay mine is Melanie Martinez was she cancelled? yeah why? what she do? accusation oh, I don't really um, know much about her She was X Factor of The Voice or something was she? Something like that But anyway um, I actually There's an album of hers I really like And I'm sorry I just connected with it a lot when I was a teenager And sometimes when I It's not about even about her or her music It's more about like when I want to reconnect with my teenage self Anyway I have it downloaded on my laptop And I have it downloaded on my phone And she does not get any plays when when I listen to it Right um, You're not going to give I her that 0. 0.0000001 cent that Exactly So And yeah. um, I'm like You can do that with Harry Potter Don't watch it on Netflix Watch it on 123movies.com Get your don't, VHS player out Yeah And you can watch one and two on that And then Don't buy the, the merch In fucking pennies Oh god Don't, don't yeah. buy Like it's the state of it anyway Now I um, do have a Harry Potter bookmark From Get rid of it years ago Can I still use that? No In the bonfire Um <laughs> Yeah, and that's my statement on Harry Potter, speaking of bullies, because J.K. Rowling is an awful bully. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> about bullying? Uh, about anything. Um, why do I feel so attacked right now? 
No. You listen to this podcast a lot. You know it's. You should know it's about anything. You're like my one listener. Um. Do I have any questions? Is this for you directly, or is this for your people? Me. Okay. Um, oh, I got rid of the very important question. Okay, cool. It's too cumbersome. Um, what are your thoughts on commercial aviation? <laughs> and reality docuseries based on that. Climate change. Wise. No, just as like a thing. Commercial aviation. Yeah. No, okay. I've just been watching a lot of airlines. I think airport water should be free. Um, it is free. Isn't well, it? Yeah, it is. A uh, question I'd like to ask you. The Germans always pay for it, though, into an airport. Somebody should tell them. I did see that, yeah. There were people queuing up to pay for it when I was in the airport the other week. I was like, what the hell? Queuing up? Ah, queuing up to put the money in the thing. I was like, would you Relax. give over? But if that's even there as a system, like, I see that as, like, if you can afford, you can pay. But isn't this a lovely, rare opportunity where we can just say, thanks? Well, I see the water as fucking reparations for I queued up when things reopened after COVID in that airport when they had no security and it was all very stressful and I nearly missed my flight and yeah, anyway. So I will forever take free airport water because yeah. I blamed up an airport for really stressing me at that time. And extortionate prices Ex- on everything. Extortionate. Yes. Also, I've paid the, I'm half the reason Knock Airport is open. Why? Because you, you have to pay lot? a 10 euro fee every time you use it. Oh. Every time you fly out, you have to pay an extra 10 euro development fee towards the airport. Oh, Did you know that? fuck off. Yeah. Jesus, hit up Louis Walsh or someone. Yeah, to keep um, it open. But I suppose it is good to have it out there. Okay. Um, do, you have a, <laughs> do you have a real question for me? About bullying? About anything. Um, okay, my question for you, Leila, is if you had to shop in one supermarket for the rest of your life, which one would it be and why? Fuck. Now I have you. Tesco? It'll have to be Tesco. Why? Their veg is fresh. They okay. have the meal deals. Are you implying that veg is not fresh somewhere else? Yes. Name, say their names. Begins with an L and ends with an L. Oh, my local. It goes off after two seconds. I, I know your locals. No. I'll do now. Oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Literally oh, on it your is, doorstep, yeah. yeah. I started mixing them up again because my old one used to be little and now it's Aldi. Um, you know, um... Puma and Adidas were owned by two brothers and they were both Nazis and they had a fight and then Puma and Adidas split into two companies. This is the story, exact same story I heard about Aldi and Little. Oh yeah, well that's that's why why I thought of it. <laughs> but I, I don't think Aldi and Little were Nazis. <laughs> I think they just had a fight. They were German. Yeah, oh yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God, jokes. Relax. I'm glad my um, distribution doesn't go out that, to that part of the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blocked in Germany. Without anyone listening. Oh, I have a German housemate. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think Tes- Tesco just has it all. It does. It does. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I Krispy find <laughs> like every, yeah, like everything. Like, and even like, you know, there is even certain things that you can't get in the, because I do online shopping, obviously. Yeah. And oh, yeah. um because I couldn't be trekking 15 minutes walk across the road. Are yes. you re- insane? I order my Diet Cokes online. Yeah, but like 10 or a month is great. Yeah. That's why you should shop at Tesco <laughs> this Christmas. Um, no, Tesco has it all. Yeah. And you have such a big beauty range. Yeah. And you have own brands, but you also have real brands. Yeah, and their own brand stuff is actually quite decent. And I think actually price-wise, they're lower than other ones. Yeah, I think so too. Um, my local used to be a little... Which I couldn't shop at. 
Mm. Because, well, no, obviously I'd buy like pastas and stuff there. But even like their their pastas are nothing compared to own brand Tesco's. Do you um, mean like dried pasta or like yeah, fresh pasta? No, dried pasta. Okay. I don't buy fresh pasta. I think it's a scam. Um, but I only make fresh pasta. And then, shut up. <laughs> and then Super Value was my other one. So I'd have to buy my I veg like and stuff in Super Value. It's lovely, but it's yeah. fucking expensive. She's kind of like, she's kind of girl next door. Do you know? No, she's more expensive than Girl Next Door. Do you think? Yeah. She's, she's basically just a big spar for me. Yeah. That kind of price, yeah. price-wise. like. What about Duns? What do you think of her? <sighs> um, have you ever been to the Duns in Cornell Squirt? In where? Cornell Squirt. Where's that? No. It's like where I used to live. It's Cornell Squirt. It's beautiful. Like, Is it in Ranula? No, like it's it's where I grew up, that area. Oh. Um, but the what, in Wexford? <laughs> Did you just ask me if I've been to the Duns in Wexford? It's corn in no in South Dublin where I'm from. Oh, where, sorry, that everyone yeah. likes to ignore. Um, <laughs> it it has every single like it has a Sheridan's cheesemongers. It oh, has okay. like the biggest deli in the world. Um, She's giving boutique bread, bakery, all that kind of stuff. It's fab. The one in Rathmines is also fab. They do like a little box of dinner. <laughs> anyway. I'm, well, like no, a trade I, dinner. I can do without Duns, but I obviously love the homeware section. But the groceries, I'm not that bothered by. Oh, the home. But a Tesco, my gorgeous plates are from Tesco. No. Oh, I like Tesco homeware in that sense. I do not like the clothes. <gasps> yeah. I like Duns clothes. Tesco clothes, no. It's all polyester. F and F. Um, yeah. And I don't like any of their like, cushions or blankets or anything like that. Buy that stuff in Duns. It's so much nicer. Yeah. Yeah, no, Duns is a bit and more candles. market. Yeah, Duns yeah, yeah. is fab for candles. Tesco candles are not scented. No, they're not good. They just are a light suggestion as to what the scent could be. Uh, exactly. You light the candle and someone shouts the scent from another room. Do you know what I've realised in this podcast? We agree on a lot of things. I don't know why we're always at each other's throats. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we never talk, because yeah. we never have anything to debate. <laughs> yes, this you is know? true. We, maybe every time we go for lunch, there should be a topic. I, uh, I I just want to bring it up for the listeners that um, when we were in Paris, it was very funny because me and Leila and Annie went to Paris <laughs> and literally every time Annie left the room <laughs> or left the table, me and Leila just would not talk. <laughs> we just kind of give each other a tired half smile across the yeah! room and then and then just look at our phones. Yeah, but like we, I, we both knew we were doing it, but we didn't talk about it for a while, but I think because we both knew it was okay. <laughs> it was like downtime, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, Annie has become our social glue, even though I met you first. Yeah, yeah, keeps us together. Yeah, well, we went on a date together a while ago. That was nice. That was lovely. Yeah. Which but, hotel was that? Because I was trying to think of that recently. The Westin. You know, it's changing its name. The Westin. What did the West out? No, it's going to be called like the Eastin. Co- the College Green something. The College Green Consortium. Like, just leave it at the Westin. I think it's probably because it gets messed up with the Westbury all the time. Do you know where I went recently now, and you'd love it? Where? The Clarence. Do you know the, the Clarence. Clarence? Clarence Hotel? Yeah, on the canal. Side, like Berkman's. No, 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 no. Oh, the on Clarence. The yes. Near, yes, yes. like, um, uh, in the bar in there. Did you go there? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. But did it? you go to the cocktail bar? Yeah. Oh, it's stunning, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I went there with Cormac, though, and he was giving out, being like, oh, it's way better 10 years ago. Like, hey, when old people do that, it's fucking old men and their yeah. their city. And um, like, I remember it when it was better. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think that should be it. Oh, speaking of Paris, there's the Louvre on the telly. Um, I think we should wrap up. I'm going to do my thank yous. Um, unless you have anything you want to say before we wrap up. 
just that I think everyone should watch Airline. It's on YouTube. It's very, very funny. It's uh, from, I think, 1998 to like 2002, 2003. And it's like one of these Channel 4 docuseries things, but it's in an, it's in London Luton Airport. And it's just kind of the day-by-day life of EasyJet uh, check-in agents and such as. And there's an icon on it called Jane Bolton. I believe she's blowing up on TikTok right now, but she's gas. Okay. She's every single one of us. Is it transphobic? Not yet. Okay. I'm holding we'll out. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to be at some point for that yeah, time period. Yeah, I'm sure it's from the the early noughties. There has to be some kind of problematic shit happening. Yeah. Jane Bolton is checking on a he she. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking what's called Come Fly With Me. Oh my God. Do you ever watch that back scandalous? Yeah. Jesus. Um, no, actually, I've never, I never watched Come Fly With Me, but I always just thought it was another Little Britain, which yeah, it's very bad to look back on. Oh my God, yeah, disgraceful. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you to Niall Duggan, my fabulous producer. Hope your COVID is better because we have a live show coming up and I need you there. Thank you to DJ Succulent for um, supplying me with my music. Um, you're great. Um, thank you to... Um, the Burning Shaw for being our home even though we're not there right now and thank you Donna Fella for this is actually really fun and it's nice to talk for once yeah yeah and uh, obviously you'll be back on because you're a friend of mine and that's basically what this podcast has become so mm, it's resourceful yeah. mm. uh, thank you thank you for having me no problem this has been a fabulous experience <laughs> and I love your studio <laughs> thanks yeah I know it's, it'll do <laughs> 